Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Oh, man, we got so many nice nuggets to get to. We'll review and preview the NBA playoffs. It's the gift that just keeps on giving, don't it? We'll get into that, break it down from every angle. Also, Texas baseball with an Old Testament, old biblical-style butt whipping on ACU. Probably shouldn't be saying that about a, a Christian school, but that's all right. We'll get into that. Also, Astros, Astros, and Rangers. Both win. We'll talk some hardball with hardball coming up next segment. Also, NFL news, notes, and nuggets. The C.J. Stroud smear campaign continues. Another report that might be dropping the draft stock of one C.J. Stroud. We'll dive into it and try to see uh, what the conspiracy theories are about C.J. Stroud and his draft stock. What that has to do with the Houston Texans. Should they get into the Trey Lance sweepstakes if he is indeed on the trade market? Also, uh, DeMarvion Overshone and more OG visiting the Texans. We'll talk about that too. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pimping ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. He is the Mike Hardball Harge, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, man? I love it when you talk about the 40 acres. So the other day, we got a uh, some paperwork sent to the house and my uncle had some former articles. So this morning before my son went to school, I had him read the article Uh-oh. today. I mean, about me going, signing my letter of intent to go oh, to the like university. That? Oh. I told him, I said, if you want some easy reading, <laughs> go ahead and read the paperwork. He was like, uh, you act like you was all right or something. I was oh. like, hey, man, I just want you to just understand that there's a process to all of this mm-hmm. because it is not promised, nor is it guaranteed. Damn right. There's work that needs to go mm-hmm. into this stuff. So, he, that. you know, my son, He's, he's quick with it, so hey. he likes to talk a little bit of trash. Lessons learned, yeah, Exactly. Life exactly. Lessons, so hmm. the work that you put in is what you get out of it. Beautiful. So I was just making sure that he understood mm-hmm. that. But let me talk about my friend who did come to the University of Texas because he was blessed as well. But he put the hard work in. You know what I'm talking about. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now College Football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babies. I appreciate that intro as always, and I appreciate you opening the show with those life lessons, man. There it is, man. I gotta thing. make it happen, man. Uh, let's start waste any time introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we're pretty sure he's underpaid. It's Patrick Davis. What's going on, brother? Doing good, doing good. Uh, and I'm sure Patrick is excited because uh, we got a lot of NBA to discuss and break down. And, of course, we'll start with one of the uh, the big stories of the day uh, from that Grizzlies-Lakers game. And the Grizzlies pull off the, uh, what what people thought was kind of an unbelievable win for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. We'll get into that. Uh, you can be a part of the show. You're the most important part of the show. On the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. You're the post of this thing. You also can hit us up via Twitter in the Twitterverse. Uh, Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. And I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. Also, for those who celebrate and for those who don't, happy 420 for all those out there uh, listening on the show. And it is a new theme Thursday, and I got a feeling 
I know what the theme is going to be. At least <laughs> what it'll at least associate with. Well, I'm, I could be off about that. What way? I could but be it, way off. But it is anything. wishful thinking. Uh, you, know, you know what I'm saying? I could be way I off hope, about that. I hope we all on the same page That's when it comes to the theme today. <laughs> well, I, we don't know. Patrick yeah. gives a charge of the theme, and uh, he always does a great job. So uh, we'll see what the theme is for New Theme Thursday as well. All right, gentlemen, let's start with the, uh, the big topic of conversation. And I, I've been saying this all uh, playoffs long or postseason long for the NBA. And I'm telling you, it's the gift that keeps on giving. They give you a nice, salacious headline yeah. with every round of games. You got a little something, something. All right. It's uh, whether it's DeMar DeRozan's daughter or it's, you know, the teammates, Brody Gobert punching his teammates, E40 getting kicked out of games. <laughs> what are you talking about? Russell Westbrook going after fans. Uh, Dylan, now, of course, Dylan Brooks, which we'll get to. And of course, I cannot forget Draymond Green going full on Draymond, which you should never right, do. Right. You should never go full on Draymond, but he did, and he's been suspended as a result for Game Three, which we'll get to as well. Uh, so they give you some a little bit of a little WWE, a little WWE, a little TMZ with every round of games, and honestly, it is it, it is fantastic to follow. It, it is, and, I, and the latest, of course, and this is something that's been brewing for a while because uh, Dylan Brooks, even before the series started, uh, Hard, you were talking about how Dylan Brooks was already talking trash, and he was already. Uh, the quote from Dylan Brooks before this series with the Lakers even started was, uh, I wouldn't mind playing LeBron in a seven-game series. Uh, he declared that before the series. Yes, he did. He said the legacy is there. Uh, first time back in the playoffs. Knock them out right away in the first round. It'll test us good. They got good pieces, good players, and it'll be a good first-round matchup for us. Uh, when they asked LeBron about it, uh, LeBron, uh, this is before, this is actually, remember, they, the, 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 before uh, they actually were matched up with Memphis, uh, LeBron said, honestly, um, I haven't thought about Memphis for one minute. Right. Um, so, that's yeah, like that's like John Morant talking about we good in the West. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's a there's so much turmoil between these two teams that you're like, oh, some something's gonna jump off. It's brewing. Yeah, there's brewing. something that needed to jump uh, off, the, right? The Grizzlies, of course, beat the Lakers in Game Two, which I think most of us would have thought the Lakers could have sto- stolen Game Two. Because of all the injuries, no no job Morant obviously, but mm-hmm. uh, also no Brandon Clark, no uh, Stephen Adams, right? For Memphis, they're missing a lot of key pieces, uh, but they came out with playing like their hair on fire with a ton of intensity, and they beat the Lakers one hundred three to ninety three. Uh, they're at FedEx Forum, and after the game, Dylan Brooks. He was talking trash before the game. Who is Dylan Brooks? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> he, he, he wanted to uh, double down on yep. that trash talk. So here is uh, Dylan Brooks in the post game um, with um, his, uh, his trash talk taunting LeBron James. There are some people, Lakers are making that run. They get it to 14. You and LeBron have that exchange. There are people out there that say maybe, maybe you shouldn't do that with one of the better players in the game. What, I guess what, what were you thinking? I don't that? care. He's old. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's I was waiting for that. I was expecting him to do that game four, game five. He wanted to say something when I got my fourth foul. Um, he should have been saying that earlier on. Um, but you know, I poke bears. Um, I don't respect no one until they come and give me forty. Um, so um, I pride myself on you know what I do is defense and taking on any challenge that's on the board. 
All right, so what he's referring to there, just the uh, the instance that the reporter uh, was discussing beforehand in the question, was in the third quarter when Brooks picked up his fourth foul. It's like 20-something minutes left in the entire game. Uh, basically, they began talking some trash. The refs didn't invent it, kind of let it go, which is great. All right, they're just talking trash, just let him go for a minute. And the Grizzlies at that point led 66-48. They were blowing the doors off the Lakers. Uh, and I guess that lit a bit of a fire. The Lakers put together a 17-3 run at that point, cut a 20-point lead to 69-63. Uh, and during that time span, LeBron James, I believe, at the – at the initial point where they started jawing with each other in the third quarter, he had just 12 points. He scored eight more points the rest of the third quarter and then scored eight points in the fourth quarter, ended up with 28 and 12 rebounds. Uh, and that was the game high, by the way, the 28. So he <laughs> it did ignite something uh, under King James. He, it, it, famously, I remember Kobe Bryant saying this about LeBron James. He said, LeBron is weird because he doesn't talk trash. Like he doesn't talk. Like even, he's like, he's like uh, Tim Duncan. Yeah, and that, he's yeah exactly. Yep, he's very yep. stoic, stoic in that yep. sense. Like he doesn't talk a ton of trash, even though he could. He doesn't talk a ton of it. Now he he may get hyped up and gesture, and everybody in the NBA they celebrate in their own way. Uh, but he's not known for being a big time trash talker. And even Kobe famously said they say I don't waste time talking trash to LeBron because he just kind of ignores me. Yeah, and it's a waste of time. Yep. Uh, but a lot of guys like Dylan Brooks, they like to talk trash, and he's been talking trash for a while. So he's basically saying guys that he doesn't respect. Anybody who can't score 40 against them. Let me, let me give you some stats real quick about LeBron versus Dylan Brooks in this Please series. Please do because he scored <laughs> so, far, so far in this series, LeBron James scored 26 points on Dylan Brooks. He's shooting 61% from the field, mm-hmm. 40% from the three-point line, has zero turnovers. That's why he put that number out there of saying, I need somebody to score 40. <laughs> I need someone to score 40. <laughs> 40 before but I start the reality is he's not defending LeBron. The reason Lakers lose that game is because AD and D'Angelo Russell were terrible last night. LeBron had a good game. LeBron yeah. had a, nah, Dylan, really Brooks, good game. Dylan Brooks' offense was good in that game. Dylan Brooks' yep. defense, very little to do with the outcome of that game. Yeah, no, I agree. It's just fun, though. It's, no, it, you're yeah. right. it's not, it doesn't have to be necessarily factual. The factual wants to get to the facts, and you're right. But it's fun to discuss because he's, he's going at LeBron. So here's and he's the, basically daring LeBron to score 40. Well, here's the thing. Here's the <laughs> thing that I was thinking it's about great. last night because after the game, you know, it's awesome. in the middle of the night. You're sitting there. I, I get up and I'm watching Sports Center a little bit and I'm hearing this. So then I go to bed and I, I wake up early in the morning and I'm sitting there. Again, I'm thinking about this conversation that Dylan Brooks is having. <laughs> and this is where the separation happens, right? Michael Jordan would, would build up these fake situations about what people would do, say, slight, and deal with it. And what would Mike do? He would go out and embarrass that person, lock him down, dunk on him, make <laughs> sure his team wins. The difference between he and, and LeBron, and I am a huge LeBron fan, and everybody gets on me because of these situations. So for me, mentally, I'm looking at it and saying, this is your separator, LeBron, because this is Dylan Brooks. Walking around there with the big sunglasses on, sitting in the locker room Amen. with the big thirsty chain. It's like w, it's like a WWE it, promo, it, it man. It is one hundred percent that. I love it, baby. It is one hundred percent. But that is why I, love it. I need the incredible Hulk Hogan, the Rock, the most electrifying <laughs> man in sports, stone cold glass to break <laughs> for LeBron James. 
but goes back to what you say. LeBron's not that person. He's going to score his points. And then at the end of the game, he's going to be like, man, I, I'm not even worried about Dylan Brooks and what's going on. No, I need him to be personally offended like <laughs> Mike was, where Mike would make up stuff. He would make up stuff. To you, go out there you, to let you know I am about to destroy you. You didn't speak to me at dinner. It's exactly. Like, and it was like, I didn't even see you. I didn't see you at dinner. I wasn't there. This dude is in the locker room cutting a WWE promo. It's beautiful, man. And waiting for you to react. But LeBron, the suave brother that he is, he's not going to bow down to your level. But I need that level for LeBron because there's a separator. We did the, we did the, the survey of where people said, who's the GOAT? Mike was 50-whatever, 3%, and LeBron was 33%. You want to close that gap on Mike? This is your opportunity. Well, you got to win titles, too. No, but that's what I'm saying. But this is part of the – Mike was making stuff up. No, I agree. You're getting it right now. To to that point, um, when LeBron was in – obviously led the Cavs, helped lead the Cavs um, back to win a championship when they were down 3-1 to the Golden State Warriors – and remember, LeBron has been on the other side of this because famously he and Wade taunted yep, yep. the Mavs and Dirk yep. Nowitzki when he was sick. And then mm-hmm. they opened the series and famously the Mavs came back and ended up winning that series. But here's LeBron in the post game. They're down 3-1 at this time. And I believe the question is already entailed here. So here's the audio because this is LeBron being asked about trash talk and how he respond. Uh, this is him, you know, what, I don't know, seven years ago or whatever uh-huh. it is. Over on the left side. Bill, Bill Livingston, plain dealer. LeBron, when the Warriors were up here, there was some talk about what trash talk crosses the line and what doesn't. Clay Thompson said, I guess he just got his feelings hurt. You talked about being a prideful guy and that some comments Draymond made. Would you discuss that whole issue of what's fair and not fair on the court? What happened? What Clay said? Yeah, and what crosses the line? No, I'm not. What did you say Clay said? Clay said, I guess he just got his feelings hurt. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, I believe the transcript will support that. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not going to comment on, on what Clay said because I know where it can go from this sit-in. Um, <laughs> it's so hard to take the high road. I've been doing it for 13 years. It's so hard to continue to do it, and I'm gonna do it again. Um, at the end of the day, we gotta go. We gotta show up and, and play better tomorrow night. Um, and if we don't, then they're gonna they're gonna be uh, back-to-back champions, and um, you know, and that's it. But uh, I'm taking the high road again. There you go. So he's he's taking the high road. Hard, and you don't want him to take the high road, or you at least want him to to, to score forty on Dylan, and then kind of have the kind of walk off on him, at least give him the stare down, or maybe give him the uh, you know the the Tony Yayo. Yes, you can't see me. Y'all, that be great? No, Bring I want him to come in there with the y'all must have forgot. <laughs> y'all must have. I want to Roy Jones, Jones Jr. because I'm sitting here and all these people that are texting us right now talking about the, the flop or whatever. Let's not forget if you're a Spurs fan. Mano Ginobili created the flop, but y'all love him. 
LeBron played the game the way the game was supposed to be played. He's done the things he needed to do. So I'm not even entertaining yeah. you Fla- guys. Flopping his gamesmanship. It's gamesmanship. But here, here's a list of guys who have scored 40 on, on Dylan Brooks, by the way. Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's so impressive. I guess when Dylan Brooks has yes. at least been able yes. in, in, in games where Dylan Brooks has been a defender. I right? yes. even going to yes. uh, listen to people. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge did it twice. Uh, Lou Williams. Kimba Walker did it, uh, CJ McCollum, uh, Paul George, James Harden three times, Devin Booker twice, uh, Jalen Brown, Chris LeVert, Andrew Wiggins, Anthony Edwards, Steph Curry twice, Kyrie, and Dame Lillard. That's my so point. Those, those are the only people he respects, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you got you to got, you get 40 on me. LeBron James has only – the most LeBron James has scored on him is 34 points uh, oh, on my 22 bad. shots. That was in uh, 2017. That's yeah. my entire point about all of this. You got 32 on But I need LeBron yeah. to go out there. So you want him to go ham? I want. I, I do. You want him to go ham? It's because what he okay. said. I've been, I've been keeping my mouth shut for years. Like, because that's not who he is, right? But he has that ability to go out there and destroy you as an individual. Dylan Brooks also said after the game, um, I poked he, the Bears. He wishes he would have gotten a chance. He did say that. <laughs> he says he wishes he would have gotten a chance to guard Miami or Cleveland LeBron. It would have been a harder task. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No, no. It, Patrick basically, you know, shot all this down early on again. The actual the facts and the stats. But you know, it's fun to talk about these relations because he's just talking trash. And yeah, he actually has that hasn't been that effective. And it, the list of guys who've actually lit him up is a very long list. But still, it is uh, it's fun to talk. It's fun to discuss. The NBA is the gift they keep on giving. The NBA's um, leading scorer in the history of the game has now having to listen to a guy that is a flash in the paint. That's why I think he won't entertain it. That's, no, why, that's why I think did he Hulk won't Hogan, it Did yeah, Hulk Hogan fight the Brooklyn Brawler? <laughs> no, no, he didn't. He's so far below you. Just beat him. He's talking trash after splitting the home part of the series. Exactly. Like you're losing the series. It's funny, You're though. losing all of this. You ain't done nothing. And you're hurting your team more than you're helping it. Yeah, yeah he, I, Like yeah. these guys who don't get that it's about winning – that they only care about their podcast fame, what they're going to do after, and they they just want to be the villain so bad. Like, I get he's a good enough basketball player, and if he shut up, he'd be a better one. Right. <laughs> but he, he thinks, I'm going to get in their head, and you're like, yeah. no, dude, you're not getting in LeBron's head. That's why he's LeBron and you're not. Right. He, no, but that is who he is. I mean, we have uh, – there's some sound that uh, Patrick pulled from uh, the Buckets podcast, I believe it is, and it's Tim Hardaway Jr., actually. It's Tim Hardaway Jr. on it, and he's on the podcast. They're, they asked him a simple question, I believe it is, about who's the best trash talker uh, in the league, who talks about trash. Uh, obviously, you know who he's going to bring up. Here oh, yeah. But is, is there a guy that tries to egg you on or tries to get into it? Because it feels like in the league. Right now. Yeah, right, it, now, yeah. right now. Right now. Is it Dylan Brooks? Yeah, everybody. Yes, oh, I knew it. Look, it's everybody, man. He's, he's everybody, man. <laughs> it's it's impressive. It's in, it's a lot of talking. Like yeah. you're running a lot in the game, and to be able to talk that whole game. Is Sometimes crazy. he doesn't even talk to you. He's just talking to himself. But he's like saying, rude yeah, he's things. saying about about you, but he's talking to himself, and he's like uh, right next like, to you. So KG like, moves. Excuse me, sir. I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> Yeah, it's like maniacal. He's not even like, just, you know, he directed yeah. it at you. He's just out there talking. So yeah, I, that is that's that's his game. That may, I think more of it is probably pumping himself up. It's yeah. probably his way of kind of masking insecurity it's, more than anything. But you look at these and you go, all right, if you don't win championships in Memphis, though, your career ends a lot quicker than it could. Because if you look like a Lance Stevenson, 
that goes downhill because no one wants to be on your team anymore. Yep, yep. And if you look, I mean, like you can look at guys that are famous for it, Bruce Bowen, Draymond Green, those guys, they're part of dynasties. So they get to stick around for a long time because you're part of that dynasty. But they haven't won anything in Memphis yet. Not, not And if you're thing. not winning anything, then that gets old real quick because when you go in the locker room and you're like, man, I did all that, and Jaron Jackson Jr. goes, hey, man, uh, Xavier Tillman go, hey, didn't we just win that game for our team by defending Anthony Davis and rebounding? Didn't we just win that game for our team? And they go, oh, yeah, no, you two won it, but Dylan Brooks is going to go over there and take the MVP. <laughs> Xavier yeah. Tillman did show up, 22 points, yes. 13 rebounds. For Exciting him, to see. He didn't even know. He, he even cussed on TV. <laughs> when they interviewed him, he was like, what? if I'd have told you that you were going to be the lead, he was like, bleep, bleep? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, genuinely just yeah, like, just like, nah. I wouldn't have never thought that. that. To the hardest point, it was his first career game with at, with at least 20 and 10. Yep. Regular season of play. So he had yep. never, this is the best game he's had in his life. Yes. Oh, and, so. they, and him and Jaron Jackson Jr. shut down AD. Yes. Yeah, they made it, yeah. I mean, they it. protected the rim from D'Angelo Russell. He couldn't hit threes. He couldn't get going in the paint. Like, those two guys, those two post players on a team that lost uh, Steven Adams for the playoffs, that's huge to have those guys playing inside. So that, for me, is the question is, can those guys go on the road and stay out of foul trouble? Uh, because you're going into L.A. where the calls may change a little bit and, you know, you may pick up that one more foul early where you've got to play defense differently. That that's the bigger story for me cuz Dylan Brooks he's going to go in, he's going to pick up fouls, he's going to act and the more the LeBron scores, the more if LeBron put up 50 on him he'll go, "Man, if he can't put up 60, like you're not going to win and we all know you can't win." So LeBron's just going to go out and play basketball. He, is. he was finding the right passes, but I mean AD what was AD was Oh yeah, he was He was 4 of 14 and D'Angelo Russell was 2 of 11. Yeah, they would combine 6 yep. of 25. Yep. That that's the problem. Is those guys are supposed like AD supposed to be your second big name? They had 40, Russell's supposed to be your third. I think they had forty one combined in game one. Those two. and Austin Reeves and you can't rely hey, on Achimura. Achimura still good. Again, yeah. But you're, yep. if you're relying on them, Dude. and they were part of that run at the end, was they're like, all right, kids, we need you to come bail us out again. I, they're playing well. You can't rely on that. You need to get AD going. Yeah, Hachimura showed up again. Yeah, twenty points. And, off and the yeah, bench. what I texted you said, I'm rooting for the Kings. I agree. Memphis was everybody's favorite team two years ago, right? Right, until Dylan Brooks and, and, and John, John Morant. Morant. And they threw it up, and they're just yes. like, no, we won't be the villains. Like, y'all got to win first, man. Y'all got to win before if you try. You're and, be the villain, you can't go you full got, heel yeah, turn before exactly. you win. <laughs> exactly. You never had a championship belt. You like never in had wrestling. A conference no, but I'm saying, like in wrestling, you would always have to win one of them before you became that guy that could, oh, he can play, he could wrestle for the championship, the WWE heavyweight champion. No, you can't be that person if you can't even win your own conference. Yeah, but you're right. But they they do want that. They do aspire to be villains right now, villainous. And uh, villains are, I always say, villains. They create conflict. Conflicts yes. create storylines. Storylines transcend the sports page to the front page, and they're doing a good job with that this year. They got a lot of random storylines out there. But uh, if your guy's got a broken salacious. wrist, your your leader has a broken wrist, you got some problems. They still won the game, though. They did last because that's what I'm saying. We're going to a series. Well, I know. And they are 33 and 17 over the last two years without John Morant. They found a way because of Tyus Jones, who's yep. arguably the best backup point guard in the league. Yeah, I mean, his. how about these guys? His assist to turnover ratio in the NBA is the best in the last five years. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And just think, he was awful from three-point land last night. He wasn't even that great from the field, but his plus-minus was plus seven. 
And and how many playoff series have they won in the last five years? Exactly <laughs> one. Exactly. One playoff yeah, series. Yeah, yes, true. Yes. And that that's like you can't you can't talk trash like this when you're always losing. Hey, by the way, Tristan Thompson didn't play again. No, he's not, they're not. They're not <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's go, on a the squad. Lakers. He is on a hey. squad. Hey, and if they just happen every week that they keep going. He getting another check. Hey, being a, fr- being a friend of LeBron James has his benefit. It, exactly, it pays. As Booby, exactly. As Booby it pays all pretty big. Yes. So I think that's just being in the social circle of LeBron James. Uh, but the Lakers did score a season low ninety three points. Um, so offensively, or at least maybe defensively, got to give the Grizzlies a ton of credit. I'll give them a little bit. Yeah, I, I give, give Jaron Jackson Jr. and Xavier Tillman. Those guys, <laughs> really good, really yep. good game last yep. night. Uh, how about the news? Uh, we'll get into previewing and reviewing some of the other matchups too, because the Bucks and the Nuggets also won. Um, and then the games tonight, we can preview those as well. Uh, but Mike Brown, winning Coach of the Year, unanimous mm-hmm. Coach of the Year. Sacramento, we've yeah. been talking about uh, it. I mean, I know a lot of people didn't get a chance to see them, but the work that he did with this team, them winning the West and being able to go out there and do what they're capable of doing. And De'Aaron Fox, his improvement and what he's brought to the table. Mm-hmm. He's a game changer, as is Mike Brown, changing the attitudes in Sacramento. I've been saying it for the last week. Patrick and I have been saying it since the All-Star break. Light the beam. Hey, man, you got like doing it, you got 350 miles in between the two. You better get that beam pumping hard. Exactly. 350 miles. Yeah. Light the beam, man. He's the first head coach to ever win Coach of the Year unanimously. Yeah. And so it was, yeah, it was something that everybody, like, everybody started to pay attention. Uh, yep. and, I, and even I think now they're still uh, winning over fans because a lot of people just ha- this is a lot of people's first chance yes. at seeing the Sacramento Kings on a big stage because they just didn't get a yeah, lot and of they're finishing games watching games. them. Oh, you know they, what I'm saying? You're oh, not yeah. just glimpsing in. You're staying through yeah. because of you're, the excitement that's happening. You're playing the defending champion and yep. you're about to dethrone him. You might break out the brooms potentially or a gentleman's sweep. Yep. And, and two of your <laughs> best players, people wanted to trade before the season. They were like De'Aaron Fox, Devonta Sabonis. Y'all need to get rid of them. Start over. Get these young guys, and then he turns them into a solid playoff team. Yep. I think that that's what goes a long way. And Mike Brown's just a really well respected coach as well in the league. Yeah, it's amazing. I got some stats about Sacramento. We'll get into that. We preview that matchup coming up tonight. Uh, you got Suns Clippers also tonight, uh, and so that's going to be really and good. Can't wait. And no <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi oh, Leonard ruled right. out no for tonight. Kawhi. Yeah, that's brutal. Well, man, a lot of the stars. I mean, this is actually with all the. Hey, it's on NBA TV. He's like, man, I don't play on NBA TV. <laughs> low man, I'll play on NBA, NBA TV. Low management <laughs> on this one. Uh, yeah, but with all the great headlines the NBA has had, and even some competitive games, it has been unfortunate that uh, some of the stars have had to miss games because of injury. John Moran, uh, Giannis, um, also now Kawhi Leonard going to be missing games as well. Um, okay, um, but we'll get into some more NBA news, notes, and nuggets later on the show. We come back. We got to get into some baseball. Baseball, uh, Texas baseball with a big win. Astros with a big win. Ghost Rules. I'll also get into the Rangers with another win. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. One four nine the horn.
Welcome back to Bar Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday. Uh, and based on the songs that are played for Harge and I, uh, we're supposed to be able to gather clues and hints that lead us to the new theme of the day. And I'm just, I'm going to say it has something to do with 420. I'm just going to throw it out there. Sorry, it's, I missed that. It was I'm going to say, say it has something to do with 420, the new theme. It of is the not. Day. It is not 420 today, guys. I mean, what? today is 420, but we are not doing. He's not the theme. I did not the theme. I did the theme last year, so we're changing up this year. Wow. See? Okay. I thought. Well, I'm out, Patrick. <laughs> I'm done. Don't even count me in. You might as well just tell us now because I'm out of here. Because my whole mindset this week was waiting on Thursday so you could give us some hard. It's been waiting on 420. <laughs> You've been waiting on 420. I've been waiting for the songs, oh, man, and I guess it didn't work out for me. So that's you right. can count your boy out on no. trying to figure I, it out. You can get it. There's 9,000 weed songs. Yeah, and uh, a lot of them are not great. Yeah. So I, I went through and I was going to pick some and then I couldn't pick the right ones and then I just didn't feel it. Oh, there's so many. When I kept going through and I kept playing songs, I was like, I don't like these. None of these are great intros. Also, a lot of weed songs. Really long time to get to the point for some reason. Uh, that is true. They're weed songs. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, like that's, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> We're not in a rush if you're smoking. You know? <laughs> Everybody's taking their sweet time if, if they're doing that. So happy 420 to everybody out there. That is not the new theme of nope. New Theme Thursday. Nope, nope, nope. All right. I guess I'm on my own, too, because Harge is like, he's out. He wanted some. You, yeah, you, he wanted you're some a solo artist. You're like, Michael, you're like Michael Jackson when he left the Jackson 5. <laughs> you are solo artist, man. 420. Yeah. He wanted to celebrate. Well, you still yeah. celebrate. 420. No, the, we definitely can, the, but we can well, we what, can listen to it. What is the greatest 420 musical anthem? What is it? Is it Mary it de- Jane? Is it which one? Which Mary Jane though? Because there's two. Rick James, Rick James no. is Mary Jane. Rick James, Mary Jane. Mine I know it's a Scarface, is, Mary my, Jane. Mine is Scarface. Yeah, but Rick Jane, the, the original is. Yeah, I mean, not, I know you can be in love with Mary Jane, but yeah. you need to understand why Scarface made that. He spoke I agree, to you, about but he it. he he was inspired by the original Mary Jane. Very true. So, although it's debatable whether the cover version is better, the most people don't know of Scarface's Mary Jane version. Yep. I'll say that, too. I'm down with the Scarface. I agree with it. All. I love me some Scarface all version day. of it. But most people out there don't know the Scarface version. Well, hey, they if should. you have not listened to you the should. Scarface version, go ahead and do yourself a favor and just listen to it because <laughs> it spoke to you. But I think it just says, still, the agreement is that Mary Jane is the greatest 420. Well, I'll let you know anthem. what it's about. Yeah, for sure. Well, they're talking about the, the remake cover version. Mary Jane. Yeah. There you go. So She's <laughs> my main thing. <laughs> that's pretty good, yeah, actually. Rick, Rick was letting you know. Oh, that's yeah. I don't know how yeah. I mean I like the Scarface version, but man, the Rick James version is so I feel you. Oh and man. And I agree so with you, C B Mystical. So his songs on that but your point, but I didn't want to I didn't read the wrong read the rest of it. But yes, you are correct. Um, all right, give yep. us your your great four twenty anthems if yep. you got some out there. Uh, Patrick, not going that route though for which uh, I'm shocked by the theme, the new yep. theme of New Theme Thursday on four twenty. All right, let's get to some Texas uh, baseball discussion, and we'll get to Astros and Rangers as well. Texas baseball putting an old biblical style butt whipping on a uh, a, a Christian school. This is that's huh. not that's, that's Sean not cool. Adams, our brother yeah, Sean exactly. Adams. Come school. on now, yeah, uh, yeah. man, twenty to zero. Yeah, whoa. Yeah, that means that they were they were barreling up the baseball in this game, and a lot of people I heard uh, Coach Pierce on this morning with B and E talking about some of the uh, text messages he got from friends, and it's like, listen, man, 
This was a good baseball game, and it was a, against a good baseball team. Really? Yeah. I told you. I was like, the way that they're playing in the WAC conference, it is the WAC. Well. But when you look at them, let's see what happens this weekend for them. Let's see what happens in their 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 conference. When they came and played the University of Texas, University of Texas did some things that they hadn't done all year. They hit the ball well, they executed certain things, and they pitched the ball well. And they made some plays in clutch time that they hadn't been doing. And a lot of people were more concerned about the fact of what happened at Baylor instead of coming in to yesterday and saying, okay, this is a chance for them to play at home, regroup, and attack the ball. This weekend, nobody would have thought that Oklahoma was in last place. No, Oklahoma mm-hmm. Sooners are coming in this weekend. They were a team that went to the College uh, World Series. They were playing in Omaha, just like Texas. And Texas came back. They regrouped. I told you at the very beginning of the year, I did Oklahoma games early this year. Mm-hmm. And I got a chance to see them. They have a couple players that have filled in and done a great job. But they also have some things that they needed to work through. And when people were like, do we need a panic button? Do we need a panic button? I told you. No, because I've seen the Big 12. I've seen the teams that have played in the Big 12. Now people are going to say, well, Texas, I mean, Oklahoma's at the bottom of the conference. It's, this is the rivalry. This is the rivalry game. Mm-hmm. So don't look at Oklahoma as sitting at the bottom of the conference coming to play against the University of Texas as something that, oh, man, they're terrible. Texas should run through them. It is a rivalry game. It is a rivalry series. Mm. You got to come in and be prepared. So as easy as it was for them to score 20 runs yesterday, they can come in this weekend and can't get 10 runs mm. in the weekend. Yeah, It's happened. And so don't overcook the grits, as my man Sean Adams used to say, uh, an ACU alum. We got to <laughs> make sure that we understand that. So just be patient. Watch what happens. See how they play this out. Mm. But enjoy the fact that they beat a team 20 to none. Hey, and we know who threw out the first pitch. Rodney Terry, Rodney baby. Rodney Terry, that's a good luck right do there. Do we yeah. have any video of this pitch? We got video. Yeah, we do. I have video of the pitch. You I'll send vi- it to you. Okay. Yeah, it, I'll well, send it to you. Well, was it a good pitch? Oh, man. That's RT, baby. He threw a strike. Okay. And he ran off the field like, ah, struck him out. Okay. Oh, All yeah. Right. Good. He was warming up like he was getting ready to play oh, in the game. That's good. Hey, you know, if, you know if it's not all over our Twitter feed, then it wasn't bad. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They would have let He, he yeah. threw the strike on him. That's huh? good, then. I'm, yeah. happy to, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see that uh, RT was able to apply that overall athleticism. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and do the uh, basketball program proud. There you go. Uh, yeah, maybe he is good mojo. Maybe we should have him throw out the first pitch more often. Yeah, he might be there this 20, weekend. 20 Get him there runs. this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Logan scored, uh, I think, three runs in the first, eight in the second. Yep. And that's what blew the game wide open. Uh, all right, let's get to the uh, the Astros and the Rangers. Go Astros! Um, Astros with a win and the Rangers as well. I mean, the Rangers... It's, I mean, they, this is the best start uh, of the season since 2013. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at their first 17, 18 games, uh, and they get a another win as well. Uh, this time, um, I mean, you go look at it, it was uh, Martin Perez. Martin! <laughs> yeah. uh, on the mound for them. But uh, Rangers, man, they... When, how many games in do you get to say that the Rangers are for real? What's the... I would what's say a, what's like, the sample size before I, we can say I, it's re, it's it's the real deal. I would go forty. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. Because so there's so many okay. different the way that the conferences are not the conferences, but the schedules made up. Some teams are a little bit lower um win percentage than others. And then you start playing certain divisions and things like that. Let's just wait till like thirty to forty games and then you'll be like Okay, this is substantial. Okay. And you also, you know, as well as I do, you got to make sure that you play through injuries. There's a bunch of injuries that can happen. But if you look at their farm system for the Rangers, the developmental part has been very, very good. The AAA team is whooping people's behinds regularly now. Yeah. Because there's a way that there, there's a not a ceiling, but there's some openings up there. So, like we were talking about before. Josh Smith is now playing shortstop because Corey Seager has been out. Wait till Corey Seager gets back. Yeah, because Marcus Simeon's on a heater. And my man is on fire. He got three hits in yes. that uh, win, a 12-3 win over the Blue Jays. Yeah, he's, he's been hot. You he's, talked about it yesterday, the run differential. Yes. They've been doing some things that are, are becoming substantial. Where before you were like, ah, I don't know if they would be able to continue to do that. One thing that we did talk about coming out of spring training is the fact that these guys can hit. I said they're going to put up runs. It's a matter of the pitching staff being over, being able to sustain a, a enough to be able to keep the teams involved. You look at Uvalde. You look at uh, DeGrom, who ended up coming out of the game the other day. Yeah. He ended up coming out because of An forearm injury. stiffness, yeah. and they wanted to take a little break for him and make sure he's okay. But you cannot underestimate what you have been getting from Bruce, Bruce Bochy becoming the manager in that dugout, the calming force, the education that he has given to some of these younger players. Those are the things that you cannot underestimate. Yeah, but I know the Astros side prior to the season, most people predicted the Astros and the Blue Jays, kind of two of the heavyweights mm-hmm. in the American League. Uh, Astros, they win 8-1 um, over the Blue Jays. Luis Garcia was pretty much the big uh, headline. Seven innings pitch, zero runs allowed. Yeah. Two hits, one walk, nine strikeouts. He had 92 total pitches, uh, 23 swings and misses. and uh, That's huge. He was, that's huge. He was putting them away, man. Yeah, that's huge, though. When the swings and misses are, are something that can never be underestimated. If you can get guys to swing and miss at a baseball, especially when you know that this is probably the hardest thing you could possibly do in sports, and you can get them to swing and miss at that high of a rate, that gives you a great chance of winning the ball game, as long as you can stay in the game, as long yeah, as you as a pitcher point. can stay in the game. Yeah, uh, he actually struck out six of his first seven batters, and in 18 of the 23 were first pitch strikes that he threw as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he he was – I mean, it looked like he had his best stuff uh, so far. So that is really good because he lowered his ERA. I believe going into that game, his ERA was at 7.7. Yep. Uh, now it's at five point one four. So at least uh, we're getting there. That Astro. Everybody seems to be off to a slow start for the Astros, but um, hopefully because they've been through this before, they're finding their way. They actually were really close in that game uh, to disaster potentially uh, because they had eight. They had uh, basically eight hits, eight runs, and I mean, they just had clutch hitting six. They basically had a six run eighth inning. 
So in that same eighth inning, though, um, prior to them getting their six runs on the board, uh, they just had a 2-0 lead on the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. And at one time, the Blue Jays got, when once Luis Garcia um, uh, left the mound, uh, they put in, um, I believe it was Rafael Montero. And he ended up having a disastrous showing. Bases ended up loaded with no outs in the eighth, and they were on teetering on the brink of disaster. They put in Brian Abreu, and he threw five outs, got George Springer to line out, uh, got Bichette to uh, ground out. Uh, Guerrero Jr. ended up flying out, and he ended up saving the day pretty much. Yep. Um, so that was that was a clutch performance by the Astros. That could have easily been a loss. It looked like, you know, at least – late in the game that it could have been, like I said, disaster. They found a way to save it, and the Astros get a win. Yeah, and that's that's what you want to see with the Astros. They need to try to figure out a way to turn everything around. We were talking about it yesterday, how they're kind of limping into the season because of all the injuries. That's but, true. again, it goes with Dusty Baker and what is he going to be able to do, what's his energy going to be. And that's the other thing. That's why I say with the, the Texas Rangers, remember – Dusty Baker was an older manager who had been around, who hadn't won World Series championships, but had been to the World Series, but didn't win the championship. Well, now you bring in a Bruce, Bo- Bruce Bochy with the Texas Rangers. Now they have gotten that calming voice, somebody that's been around for a minute. So to your point, this is working out both ways for both teams. Um, um, Dusty Baker keeping everybody under control, mm-hmm. letting them know, hey, guys, we started 7-9 and nine, uh, four years in a row. Now we, we're going to get some guys back. We got our pitching staff doing what they were able to do to put us in that position. So it's all that calming voice that's in the dugout to keep everybody on point. Uh, to your point about the Astros and injury luck, and that you can go look at any champion in any of the major team sports. I guarantee they've had great injury luck usually mm-hmm. um, if they won a championship. There are exceptions to that rule. According to Spot Track, the Astros had the third fewest injury list days in Major League Baseball in 2022. 15 players total for 863 days on that injured list. But are already they've had you know we're talking about Jose Altuve, uh, Michael Brantley, uh, Lance McCullers, uh, Jordan, Jordan Alvarez now is kind of done. He's jumped into that group. Uh, Kyle Tucker had a knee issue that he was de- he's dealing with, and uh, Chas McCormick too. So they've had a lot of injuries early on. So the the hope is that they get all healthy at the right time. And the Astros yep. can put it all together. No so matters. Go Strokes. All right, we come back. We we'll get <laughs> to the flex on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie on one hundred and four nine. Don't lie, right here on 104 Down the Horn. New theme Thursday, uh, based on the songs that are played. My man uh, Patrick plays uh, particular songs based on the theme, whatever it may be, and based on the songs that are played. Harge and I, or at least my, I'm supposed to do that today because Harge is out. Um, I'm out. I'm supposed Completely. to gather clues uh, that lead me to what the new theme of the day is, and I'm still pretty lost right now. You know it to you. 
Right. So. Yeah, I have no clue. We'll figure it out. We'll get that. I was going to help you from afar. You're I, like, it's okay. Yeah. I always thought know. it was going to be easy, and I thought yeah. it was going to be easy today, too. We were wrong because Patrick wants to challenge us, and I like that. Keep us on our toes. Uh, the Flex will keep you on your toes as well. Go to FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all of your social media platforms. Uh, the Elite 11 camp mm-hmm. was in town. Uh, earlier this week, I didn't realize that actually uh, Elite Eleven is the uh, the quarterback uh, invitational camp uh, to all the top quarterbacks uh, in the country, and they do regional camps, I believe, to determine kind of their national rankings or whatever it may be. Uh, and the Elite Eleven schedule had them in Austin for I think April sixteenth and seventeenth. I think they're going to Ohio later and stuff like that. So uh, some of the quarterbacks, and I it, it, this is the from the Elite Eleven Twitter account. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it. Nobody's verified anymore because Elon Musk took he, away he everybody's took it away from you everybody's today. Check, check today. March. So I think it, I think it That's is because Elite it was four twenty. Uh, it was four twenty. <laughs> and didn't didn't you have the rocket launch today? The rocket what it, happened? Cr- it, it, it burned today. It, it, it yeah, exploded. It exploded today. No, yeah. is that why they, abo- the they aborted mission today? All right, well, it, it was like unmanned though, right? Right, it was, it was unmanned. It was, yeah, yeah, okay, good. That's yeah. why you, That's why you hadn't seen it like a. Bunch of huge stories about it because there was actually nobody in that. Well, that's good then. That's That's great. We're happy about that. No doubt. (laughs) Uh, He wants driverless cars, I guess, driverless rockets, all that makes sense. All right, either way, um, Elite 11, they did put out, this is via Elite 11 three days ago, their top ratings. For the Austin, for the Austin regional or the Austin area elite eleven camps, uh, they have uh, Will Hammond, the huddle quarterback, at number two mm-hmm. on their list. He's behind. Hope I get this young man's name right. House Hijney. That looks good. He's going to TCU. At he's Elito? a TCU. He's a oh, TCU okay. pledge, and Texas Tech pledge was Will Hammond. Okay, so, so he's a pledge there. Uh, there's a number three is Ty Hawkins. He's a San Antonio Johnson yep. uh, uh, player. Um, Michael Hawkins Jr. from Frisco is four on this list. Oklahoma commit. Oh, nice. Yep. Okay, that's yep. nice list, I guess. Yep. Uh, Carson Gordon from Episcopal, uh, Episcopal High School in uh, he, he's on he's on the list at fifth uh, on this list. Uh, Kellen Tasby, uh, Little Elm High School at sixth. Uh, Keelan Russell of Duncanville High School at seven. Mason Cochran, Round mm-hmm. Rock baby, at eight. Uh, he makes the list. And oh, how about this name? God's Power Nawaiwil. Come on, man. N- I, I, it's in. I hope I got his name. I hope I didn't. I don't want to disrespect the last name. It's it's N W A W U I H E. Boy, I thought you was trying to do no. uh, Dr. Dre. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Ice Cube finna come no, through. I, I, I hope I got Nuawiu. I, I probably screwed it up. But either okay. way, he's from uh, North Girlin High School. Uh, God's Power. We should just call him by his first name. Okay. His first name is so cool. But don't even screw it yeah, up. Yeah, that's like, all you got to do. God's Power. Yeah, there's nobody. I can't mix him up with another God's Power. Exactly. So there, God's Power. Are you sure you're talking about the one from <laughs> Dallas or are you talking about the one from L.A.? Because <laughs> <laughs> one's a junior. Yeah, exactly. One's a junior. One's a junior. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, and then 10th on this list is Luke Moga, uh, Sunny Slope High School. Uh, and that's from Anson Ar- Arizona. From Arizona, actually, okay. that's kind of wild. That all these other maybe he's transferring. I don't know. That's weird. I thought it'd be an Austin region, so maybe they'd be Texas because all these other players are Texas players. Yeah, there are a lot so that are traveling coming in from different areas, okay. depending on if they're going to have those elite 11, 11s in those far 
or far east uh, part of the United States. Other players that were participating in it was uh, Texas commit Trey Owens. He's from Houston area. And Louisville pledge uh, former Texas Longhorn son, Mike Adams, his son Deuce Adams, was also a participant in the Elite 11 that was happening here in Austin. It was right across the the street from us at Austin Westlake. And uh, that is something to pay attention to because anytime a lot of these guys get a chance to play in the Elite 11, Mm -hmm. you try to – follow their careers yeah. as they go on. Because once you qualify, that means you are really putting yourself on the map. Uh, also, yes. I want to touch on this real quick. Uh, baseball, a little bit of baseball information. Uh, Bowie beat Westlake the other night, mm-hmm. which created a three-way, three-way tie a, a top district 26-6A. You were talking about a little bit yesterday, Rod, about the high school rankings and where teams were ranked at that time. Bowie and Westlake are now getting a chance to play. Bowie, Westlake, and Lake Travis are now tied at the top of 26-6A. But tomorrow night, right across the street, Westlake will take on, but will host Bowie, and that will kind of separate everybody as well. Oh, I know Westlake is one of the uh, higher ranked teams in, in the, the state, country. In the country, yeah, yeah. Um, so, man, that's a big win for Bowie. All right, uh, thanks for that update, there, Harch. We'll come back. We'll get into NFL news, notes, and nuggets. The CJ Stroud smear campaign continues. <laughs> uh, we'll go out on the grassy knoll and try to uh, throw out different conspiracy theories as to who could be responsible for this C.J. Stroud smear campaign. Hmm. All of that and more right here on Paul Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.